and welcome to Season 3, Episode 28 of Brody Talk. My name is Derek. I am joined by my co-host, Sean. And, and uh, Caleb is off this week. Caleb, I know you listen to these episodes. Please come back safe and sound. Sean, hey, come has, back. Sean has captured me and put me in his dungeon uh, with a what? dragon. And... He will not let me out until you say so. So uh, I know that you are celebrating Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Packers. Um, so I know that you, that's what you do on your vacations. So also Sean likes to sing and uh, it's hurting my ears. But Ouch. Hey, it's, said, it's the end. It's the end of the week, man. I got to I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying a fine drink. And if Oof. you could see the video, it is water. Yeah. Most delicious of beverages. Uh, if you're listening right now, I want you to take a, we're, we're going to stop for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. If you don't have a glass of water in front of you, please go and grab some water. Eight ounces, 10 ounces, 16 ounces. You can go Route 44, right? Get you some water, hydrate. It's good for you. I, I'm not doing a timer, so uh, it's just uh, five, four, three, two, one. Cheers. Now that we're all hydrated on a Tuesday, we are going to talk about, we're going to finish up our AFC South uh, discussion, uh, season preview for the Tennessee Titans. And my Titan that uh, is always on the podcast. It does a great job and tells me all the good information. That being Sean, uh, Sean, what is the weakness of the great and powerful Titans? So if you listen to, uh, I, I want to say I mentioned it on the Colts episode that I wasn't super sold on the Titans this season. And I'm actually going to talk to you uh, all about why. And my weakness of the team, I, I know last year they couldn't get to the quarterback. That was a huge deal. Uh, like some of the lowest sack numbers in years for them. Big problem. I mean, Vrabel's a, a defensive guy. You would have expected more. Put that aside. I want to talk to you about something that I think is going to pop up this season. It's going to rear its ugly head in a very ugly way. And we're going to see significant fallout. And I'm talking about the poor depth in their offensive core. Uh, Tannehill, right? I, I know if you're a longtime listener to the podcast, you know I'm still not completely sold um, on Tannehill, even though he's been okay. He's been sound. He's 33. There's no, there's no depth. Like, no depth there at the quarterback position for the Tennessee Titans. If something happens to him, you know, uh, heaven forbid, Something happens to him. I don't know what the Titans are expecting to do. Well, I know. Let me rephrase. I, I kind of have an idea of what they would try to do. And that's going to be feed Derrick Henry a bajillion carries. But if you look to see who's backing up um, Tannehill right now, you have Logan Woodside and Deshaun Kaiser. The latter you probably heard of. If you've heard of Logan Woodside, then you're doing better than I am. 
and then if you look at who's backing up Derrick Henry, you have Jeremy McNichols, uh, Kari Blassingame, and Darrington Evans, who combined uh, for at least McNichols and Evans for less than 70 carries this past season. Most of the carries went to Derrick Henry appropriately. If you look at, hey, they brought in Julio Jones. Like, uh, of course, you know, they're going to have a lot of wide receiver depth. Well, he's on the wrong side of 30. And A.J. Brown is injury prone. Aside from a fantastic slot receiver in Josh Reynolds, they don't really have anybody else who can step up and be that consistent, you know, number two guy if A.J. Brown or Jones go down. I'm worried that this is a team that peaked already and that we're going to see very likely in the wide receiver core and a key injury, I think is probably going to be AJ Brown. And then we're going to see the, you know, workhorse of Derrick Henry be reared back a bit. And we may just simply see the Titans struggle to do the thing that the Titans have been good at doing for a long time because they have been a very lucky team. So that is my weakness, and that is poor depth in key positions at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver that is in slot. Wow. So that was very in-depth and very informational. Oh, 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 hang on. One more, one more. Tight end depth, too. Anthony Ferkser is fine. Right, I think he he emerged as a decent threat. Johnu Smith is gone, right? So you know, if something happens with that wide receiver core, the pressure is going to be on Ferkser to put up Johnu Smith like numbers. I don't think that happens. All right, sorry, keep going. Now I I realized I was looking at my notes. I'm like, yeah, I nailed everything. Wait, <laughs> forgot the last line. So I would like to take a little trip back in time. We're gonna get in the Brody Sports Talk time machine and go back a few days to fix one of Sean's problems. Very smart Derek and a very smart Sean talked about a quarterback that is going to need a new home. And this is Garner Minshew. What if he was to come to the Titans? He could turn around and hand the ball to Derek Henry. I mean, technically he could. It's just would the, um, would the Jags be willing to uh, part with him? I mean, it's one of those things where like divisional trades are always so risky because you're you're generally don't want to help out a direct rival and somebody that could potentially take away, you know, wins from you um, and bottom line, take away money from you uh, unless you can like completely fleece them, which I mean, to be fair, the Jags have a tremendous amount of draft capital that they've accumulated. So if they want to go through and potentially uh, get a little bit more, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think that, uh, you know, for, for me, I think the injury risk is less. I mean, I think Tannehill is risky. I think um, it's if we see Henry and then maybe A.J. Brown miss significant amounts of time uh, that the Titans start to struggle. Okay, so now that we're back in uh, our normal time period, not talking to the two smartest men that I know, past Eric and past Sean, um, let's talk about the new player to watch 
on the Tennessee Titans. And for me, that is first round pick, 22 overall, cornerback out of Vatech, Virginia Tech, that is, Caleb Fairley. Um, he what he has top 10, even top seven talent to me. Um, he had an injury on his final year in college, and that is the reason why he fell all the way down to pick 22. Um, with a professional, I mean, Virginia Tech is a very good school, but with professional doctors, professional uh, rehab people, he's going to put this, this injury behind him, and he can work his way into becoming a starter. And then within a few years, he could be a pro bowler. Um, I, I think that he has a really high upside with a really good, um, a really good set of skills that is that is needed in the new NFL. Um, Excuse so, me, a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> a particular set of skills, yes. Uh, so for me, um, you know, we, we you need to bolster that defense. You need to make sure. I mean, of course, uh, head coach is defensive minded. Um, not normally one. I, I would think that he's probably looking at, um, you know, the the hog mollies, the guys in the trenches, um, because that's where he likes to be. But uh, this was a very good pick. Um, Sean, do you have anything to say about Caleb? Um, well, the other Caleb, Caleb Farley. The, yeah, the I've got plenty to say about Caleb. <laughs> Can't believe you you ditched us this week, man. Or this this for this of all these episodes. Uh, I don't, I, 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 I don't know if I could do it on my own. No. Um, do I, you have a new player to watch? Um, so actually, I think that uh, I mean everybody's wanting to see how um, how Jones does uh, with that wide receiver tandem, but I think Farley is actually a very interesting choice here, and one that if this was my category, I actually would have picked as well. There's a lot of pressure on this Titans defense to be more of a cohesive unit. They've been good, but they've been good in spite of their pass rush. And there are times that that lack of pass rush put a lot of undue pressure on the secondary. And I feel like the the Farley pick, to me, was interesting because corner was a definite need. Um, but it was a need, I think, in part because of how rough it was for them in the secondary last season. So I feel like there is a good chance that we see, you know, Farley slowly but surely work his way into being, I think, on the radar of a lot of analysts and, and you know, I would say non-Titans podcasters as a potential defensive rookie of the year candidate. If he can capital, keep in mind, look at the quarterbacks that he's going against you know, six times a year this season, they are not going to be the top, you know, upper echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. This is really a chance for him to potentially make a name for himself and shake off any sort of doubts that people had about his injury and about his potential longevity coming into the NFL. So I want to give you kudos because I think this is a great player to watch um, and hopefully for uh, all of the uh, all of the right reasons. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. 
let's move on to our next category, which is fantasy fantasy sleeper. I can say words, I promise. I told those listeners out there, you know, fantasy is a hard word sometimes. It's rough. Sean, it's yeah. So, uh, Sean, who is your fantasy sleeper for the Tennessee Titans? So I have two players I want to mention, one I want to highlight and one I want to go ahead and cross out ahead of time. And I kind of already hinted at that when I was talking about Ferkser, the uh, tight end that is, uh, you know, for the most part doing, um, you know, doing decently well. And it's a player that a lot of people have kept their eyes on uh, heading into this offseason because of the departure of Jonu Smith. Now, that said, I still don't have a lot of faith that his uh, he can catch the ball. I don't think he's going to put up the same sort of touchdown numbers uh, that you would see out of Jonu Smith. I want to highlight uh, a player that I personally think is going to have a fantastic season. And that is going to be Josh Reynolds. So Josh Reynolds is currently the slot guy. And of course, you'd be wide receiver three if you're looking at A.J. Brown and you're looking at Julio Jones. Now, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, these guys ahead of him don't exactly have the best uh, injury records right now. And, you know, Jones is, is not exactly a spring chicken. Uh, if one of them goes down to injury, we could see him get an even greater amount of looks than he already is. And if you're in a PPR league, that's the type of thing you'd like to see. Uh, he is he is quick. He is um, he is a sound player, like fundamentally sound player. And he's young. So if you're in a dynasty league, that's PPR even better. Go after this guy because you know that, you know, I, again, if an injury happens to Brown or Jones, this is the guy to pick. If, you know, uh, Jones ends up having a, you know, another year or two and then moves on to greener pastures or calls it a career, then, you know, this guy is ready to pick up the slack. Um, I think that he's a great flex option if you maybe didn't get like if you're in a deeper league with more flex slots uh, and you perhaps didn't have the running back depth that you otherwise might like. I think this guy is a good pick for, you know, going up against defenses that may not be able to effectively deal with his speed. Uh, you know, he's probably likely to to shred the Texans a bit. So keep an eye out uh, again. Josh Reynolds. Wow, what what good good insight. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to steal that pick for the Stop Brody. It. Stop it. No, don't. Well, my well hydrated listeners, we move on to the second to last category, and the one that I am always a favorite of when we do it is circle your calendar. Looking at a game that uh, happens throughout the season that we really need to focus on and one that I'm really looking forward to. So for me, I'm going to say um, it's going to be December 19 at the Steelers. I love December games, the ones that mean the most for the playoffs. And the Steelers and Titans, for me, is going to be a game that solidifies the playoff picture. 
and from what I think is the seeding for who's going to be playing on Wild Card Weekend with uh, only one bye week um, this year or one bye team uh, in the AFC and the NFC. A lot more, well, at least another team plays um, on that first weekend. So for me, I think that who's going to be the home team, who's going to be the away team, and where they're going to go is very important for um, each of those teams. Now, we haven't talked about the Steelers yet, and we'll talk about them. uh, We have talked about the Steelers. That was uh, a few weeks back. I apologize, listeners. Um, But I know I wasn't there for that one. Yeah. I uh, brain just uh, did not work. Uh, so for the Titans and the Steelers in the AFC playoff picture itself, this is a very important game. That's the one I'm going with, Sean. Who are you circling? Uh, so I think that, you know, there are a couple of, of big games that um, to, to highlight. It's divisional stuff, but uh, I, I want to highlight one divisional game in particular. And I want to highlight the October 31st game where they travel to Indianapolis. The reason I want to highlight that is because the two games before that are them hosting the Bills and hosting the Chiefs. If you're new to the NFL, these are two teams that have done decently well, uh, you know, the last couple of years, especially the Bills last season. So these are two brutal games that they have to go through. Um, and then they have a, a road trip. And this could be a, a road trip where their season, like their, their potential playoff berth is on the line. Uh, they don't have the easiest start to the year. And, you know, uh, going 0-3 during the stretch could spell them missing the playoffs. Uh, this is also around the time, potentially laughter, that we could see Wentz returning to the Colts. And we could see him having picked up maybe a little bit of momentum. So, you know, the presumably anyway, this is the Colts and the Titans fighting for this division. So I think this is a huge, huge divisional game and arguably a must win for the Titans if they want to try and retain their hold on the division. Oh, such a good point. Um, with that point being made, we move on to our last category and we're going to let Caleb go first when it comes to the over under, which is a favorite uh, category of all of our hosts. So Caleb says that, oh, I'm sorry, DraftKings says that the line is at nine wins for the Tennessee Titans. And Caleb says that they will be under nine wins and with that, no playoffs. So we have one vote for under. Sean, what is your vote? So um, I am actually going to, uh, and now technically it's an over under. I actually think it's a push for me. I think they probably end up with nine wins, but for the sake of doing as an over under, I'm going to say under. And I think that there's a very real possibility uh, that they finish with a um, a losing season. Uh, because if you look at, so nine wins basically will put them at nine and eight. I think that nine and eight, eight, nine is very realistic for them. I know a lot of people have been predicting uh, a much better result than that because of some of the additions they've made this offseason. I just 
I, I am not completely sold on the Titans just yet. And even though they play in a softer division, I think this is a division that cannibalizes itself. I think the Texans and the Jags pull off some surprise wins in places that they're not expecting. Uh, and I think the Titans are likely going to lose a lot of matchups this season against some of the rougher opponents that they're going to deal with, especially when I was talking about that three-game stretch. I think that's going to spell doom for the Titans. Uh, and I have them going under and missing the playoffs. Okay, so everyone hold on to your hats. Hold on to your drink cups because you're about to, and don't take a drink just yet. You're about to give us a bit take. For me, I have over nine wins. Oh. For me, I think that the Titans go way over nine wins. I am talking about a 11 or 12 win season for the Titans. Now, for me, I don't think they have the injury bug as much as Sean thinks they will. They have a bunch of old players. That is correct. Um, but I think that they are going to win the division. I think they're going to have a decent run, literally run, because I think this is the uh, the hats, hat tip to Derrick Henry, who is going to run his way all the way through the playoffs and get as far. They're putting all their chips on blue right now um, and trying to make it this year. Um, for everything you said earlier about um, Ryan Tannehill, the, uh, the former Aggie, and Derrick Henry, uh, from uh, from Bama, there is a. I think they're they're pushing everything in because Derek Henry does not have many more years, and maybe last year was the last year. But um, I think that they go all in. That they probably. I'm gonna, I'm going to say they're going to sweep the division with all six wins there and uh, pick up some. Some games throughout, and I think they are a three seed in the playoffs. You know what? That is a much different take than I had, um, but I am going to respect it because I do feel that when healthy, this is probably the most sound offense in the division and the most proven offense in the division, specifically around these players that we know can produce when called upon. So I think that if all cylinders are firing the way they need to fire, that is realistic. Right? But, I mean, that's the thing about predictions. You know, we you, you never really know what's going to happen during a season. And I think with, you know, with COVID, that there are going to be a lot of players that, you know, we think, hey, they're going to be playing you know, all 17 games and they end up missing because of protocol. It's, uh, you know, the Titans had got decimated by that, you know, this past season uh, where there was so much up and down and, you know, uncertainty around it. So, you know, knock on wood for them that it's a non-issue this upcoming season and that they can hit that win total that you're, pro that you're projecting for them. Hey Sean, uh, before we we go tonight, what was that that fantasy guy? It was Josh Reynolds? You said 
Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, Josh Jacobs, the uh, running Josh. back for the Raiders. Yeah, so I didn't say anything about a Reynolds guy. Here. What was the? Was that someone else? Who was your your wide receiver that you? No, no, I didn't say with? anything. I didn't say it's not Josh Reynolds. It's definitely not. Josh. Please don't pick Josh Reynolds. Oh, okay. mediocre, mediocre guy can't catch the football. Uh, oh, okay. Going to be a distant, distant third on the depth chart. You know, probably not going to get nearly as many red zone looks. Uh, you know, Jones and Brown going to eat up all the catches. Henry is going to run the ball four gajillion times during the game. Uh, Reynolds, yeah, ignore him. Do we know if uh, him or Julio know how to throw the ball? Uh, I, I don't. I have no idea. I, I haven't watched this offense play at all, so I'm completely in the dark. Please, yeah, don't. because if uh, if COVID happens to any team, you're going to lose all your quarterbacks. And you have to play that particular day with a wide receiver at quarterback. We know this. These are the rules. This is precedent. We can't move the games. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I that it seems so like you're it seems like you're a little close to the subject. I, maybe I'm just detecting something. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, maybe maybe it'll happen to the Vikings this season. Uh, it seems like it's already trending, uh, trending there. I know, I know. Last week I talked about you know Kirk Cousins as being a fantasy sleeper. Uh, this was well before you know all of this, uh, all of this nonsense came out. So um, somebody actually, and and Zach, if you're listening to this particular episode, I am going to call you out. Uh, recently offered me uh, Cousins as part of a trade deal for something else. And I'm just like, dude, I'm not touching Cousins with, like, a 10-foot pole right now. Like, you can't – you couldn't pay me enough to add him to my fantasy team. Uh, not until maybe later in the season when we know what's what's happening and how it's happening. It's just too volatile of a, of a circumstance. So, hopefully, for all these NFL teams' sake, you know, players get on board and, you know, Hopkins and Beasley and Wentz uh, and Cousins can – make make the right decisions for them and hopefully you know the right decisions for everybody else around them so that being said uh first foremost talk to your doctor about any kind of vaccination that you may need from being a child um all the way up to your adult years um you know there's uh, make sure that you're not uh missing any of those um I've heard polio is making a comeback, so make sure that you are all the way up on the uh, you're you're fully up to all of your inoculations. But uh, please make sure and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, and if your platform allows reviews, please give us a five star, as we think we are a five star podcast. And uh, leave us a little note on a review on there, what we do well, what we don't do as well. And, uh, yeah, just because we always like to interact with our fans. So interact with our Twitter, at Brody Talk. And you can find the link to all of our social media and our awesome merch at Linktree, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk. So, on behalf of a vacationing Caleb, uh, Sean sitting across from me here and myself, do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Later, everyone.
Breed.